TYH Nation presents A Moment at Work with Label Schwartz, Episode 6 with Richie Taylor. <laughs> Such a pleasure to meet you. Pleasure. Um, what's your name? I'm Inspector Richie Taylor. I'm the commanding officer of the NYPD Community Affairs Outreach at One Police Plaza. Thank you so much for what you do. How'd you get here? So since I was very young, in about 12, 13, I was always interested in public, public service and helping people. How did you first get involved? So I used to go out with some of the tele members and uh, just watching them, you know, watching them come to a, to a home where there's a crisis, to see that people out there all volunteer, just come out and help to be there for them, to provide medical care, to provide psychological care, to provide just a listening ear is just what people need. And you were doing this at a young age? Yeah. No, at 15 years old, I became a, a police department explorer that is designed for people who want to see about law enforcement. They explore law enforcement, but they're not old enough to say be uh, an auxiliary police officer or a regular police officer. But it gives young people the chance to get a first-hand look, like a backstage pass at a front row seat to how law enforcement works from keeping a crowd safe to policing the society, to uh, community affairs, to just hearing from the community of what's important and implementing strategies to help bring down crime or help at a large event that's planned. Bring me through the ranking system of the NYPD. So it starts police officer and detective. Those are the two non-supervisory ranks. That's the vast majority of the department. About 85% of the department are police officers and detectives, again, non-supervisors. And then as the rank structure goes up to supervisory track, we have sergeants and lieutenant and captain and deputy inspector, then inspector, which is the rank that I hold, and after me, the ranks of chief and the police commissioner. What have you found most interesting about being a noticeably religious Jewish person in a very influential political space? So I think that people look at the person more than anything else. Of course, just like I wear a uniform, the uniform has multiple things on it. It has the patch that says City of New York, has the shield that says Police Department, it has uh, my name. So the uniform represents a lot. Also, when you wear a religious garment like the yarmulke, also represents a lot. You're representing God in a big way. You're representing your community, you're representing people. That, uh, that's a tremendous, respons- a tremendous responsibility. And I think just doing the right thing, treating people the way that you'd want to be treated, goes a long way. People recognize that. Do people notice the, the religious side of it? They sure do. I get that. Tell me about um, it. Obviously, you know, the yarmulke is certainly distinguishable and people who know you and they say, you know, the truth always rises to the top. People see that. People see that you, uh, you have mitos, you have a sense of responsibility that you carry out and people appreciate it. In some ways, you're a huge representation of us to the global world. Meaning, I'm sure there's many places where you sit, where you're sitting amongst many leaders being the only religious Jewish person. Is there a a separate sort of responsibility you feel in that way? Absolutely. Tell me about that. You have people who maybe not, maybe they don't interact so much with the Jewish community. So it's your opportunity to show that you can uh, you can be there as whether it's you know that help that listening ear and it reflects upon you know the positivity which is kind of crazy because like you said with the uniform 
We're all wearing that uniform when we walk around with a yarmulke, when we walk around with any religious garment. We're all that walking sign of God in the world. Have you found people surprised sometimes when they get to know you? Like, like even when you meet a police officer, you forget there's a human behind it. Sometimes when you meet a religious person, you forget there's a human behind it. Do you ever have people surprised by like, oh wow, you're a human? <laughs> it could be yes. You know, a police officer, you know, under the uniform, you know, we're a person and we have our families, we have our own responsibilities and we understand, we get it, whether it's public safety, where we care about how the community feels. You know, it's not just a job of the police department to keep people safe, but it's equally important for the police department to make sure people feel safe as much as we can. There's a lot of challenges out there, but we, we take that personal because we have our families that we care about. We understand this, the, uh, the dangers out there. You understand it better than anyone because there's a million things that I don't know about. I would think so, yes. There are a lot of people out there that want to cause harm, but we stand in the way of that. And thank God, you know, from the very top, we have a great mayor now, Mayor Eric Adams, who sets the tone. He's a former police captain. He's the first mayor in history of New York City to be a police captain, to be a police police officer. And he understands what it is to wear a police uniform. Thank you, Hashem, that we have that. And he's given us a great police commissioner, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell, also very supportive. We have a great uh, Deputy Commissioner of Community Affairs, Mark Stewart. We have a great team at City Hall. Uh, another religious uh, friend of mine, Joel Eisdorfer, who serves as senior advisor to the mayor. And the people that benefit the most are the people in the community. Is it sometimes when you get to a really hard case, is it sometimes hard to match that with a mooner? That God runs the world and to also see the challenges that you see? If anyone looks at their life with a clear vision, I think everyone can see God in it. I think everyone can see the, uh, the role that was played. I think that if a person looks from the outside and they see someone who's successful, they may think that that is like an arrow that just shoots up from the very bottom to the very top. But if you ask the person who was successful, that person will tell you that that arrow did not go from the very bottom to the very top. That arrow went down, off, exactly, left and right, down, then down even more, maybe even further, further down than where it started from. But for that arrow to be where it is now, say, it took a lot. And I think you ask the, the average person, they'll tell you that there was a tremendous amount of God in there, that they had to believe, that they had to do their work for it, but they won't tell you that, oh, it's just everything lined up as a coincidence. They'll tell you that it took a lot, but they had you know, Hashem's hand as a part of it. And it's hard to have that amuna when things aren't going well. When life is easy, it's easy to have amuna. Yes. Tough times never last, but tough people do. And staying on course, knowing that a person has had challenges and maybe even downfalls in the past, but thinking about how that they were uplifted from those that things are better now. A person won't always remember everything that you said to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And that's a power given to us by God. And we should always utilize that. It could be anything from a simple smile to a good word. How do you describe Amuna to your, to your coworkers? Meaning you're working on a very high level, you'll deal with very difficult things. Sometimes, you know, I throw my hands up to God and I say like, listen, I, <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this. You know what I mean? Take this over. Does that work in a professional environment? It absolutely does. Really? It's a powerful statement. 
says there are no atheists in a foxhole. And you always look up to God when you need him, especially we've seen tremendous tragedy, police officers killed in the line of duty. It's the hardest thing to tell a spouse that your spouse was killed in the line of duty. One thing that's always there is God. And this is why we have chaplains in the NYPD from the major religions, but they say that chaplains represent all religions. That if you're a chaplain, you always have to be prepared for every incident, for any disaster, God forbid, and to speak to any family, no matter the, the practice. But that certainly takes a lot of faith. Of course, more for the family, but for the police officers as well, it takes a tremendous toll. The only way to get through that is to know that God runs the world. What are you still most excited about what you do? Every day is a new opportunity to help. Every day is a new opportunity for, for us to accomplish something. I don't think anything co uh, compares to it, working with chesed organizations that we have, uh, like Hatzalah. Are you the li liaison between them? Yes, with Hatzalah, yes, with uh, the Shoran patrols, with um, like Masaskim. I know recently we had some serious interference on uh, the Hatzalah frequency where they were unable to transmit properly for a while. And we were able to, from the NYPD, we were able to have our radio technicians look into that and help them resolve that. Really? Yeah. Thank you. It's teamwork when they're calling. They're not really calling for themselves, they're calling for the whole community. And it was something that we were able to help with, to hear uh, about you know, interference, that we could have the experts look into that and free up airspace for an organization that is the largest volunteer ambulance service in the United States. It's when, when Shaman has an issue, whether it's a, uh, a car breaking pattern where people, you know, people, a lot, of, a lot of opportunists out there, a lot of criminals out there that get put back on our streets after we make an arrest and it's outrageous and we keep fighting the, the fight to stop that. But it's, um, it's the coordinating efforts like with the Shaman Patrol to keep the community safe, legally, responsible, responsibly and safely. It's like Masaskam, working with Masaskam. God gives us the resources. He gives us the solutions. We just have to find them. We just have to point out to ourselves sometimes that this is our network of people to really get the job done. And it's to say thank you, Hashem, for giving that to us. But I love that. Not only do we have to connect with God in the tough times, but also during the joyous times and also all the times. It must not be easy sometimes. A lot of times it's not easy. But nothing that's really worth it in life, if you think of it, is easy. If it was so easy, everyone would be doing it, everyone would have it, and it really wouldn't be worth much. It's the things that are tough, things that take perseverance. Those are the things that are worth it. Those are the things that get the... Uh, Which is so interesting because the same thing happens with halacha. You know, you wake up, you wake up early because you got to dive in before you go to work and you got to make sure that you're finding kosher food or bringing kosher food. You have to make, there's a lot of things that, you know, the logistics of our lives, that may not be easy, but like you said, those become the most meaningful. Yes, and it's like any, any career that's taken, any goal that's set. They say, you know, the tougher it is to get there, the more you work at it, you know, the greater the return. And if you ask anyone, you know, how that happened for them, you see, always in a position like that. And I think they'll tell you the same thing, that with hard work, with dedication, with a lot of faith, sometimes a lot, a lot of faith, but you get there.
It does take a lot, but again, with that support team you have, whether it's family, whether it's friends, it goes a long way. We should always look to be the person that we wanted when we needed that person. We should always be the person that we wished we had if we needed someone, that we can be that person to someone else. How do you deal with this? I don't know if you have this really, because I, I literally have the largest business proposal I've ever done, and I just sent it. And I have a text right now from the client. I am freaking, right? And it could go either way. And it's already there, yes or no. The answer to the question, am I going to be doing the largest project that might change my whole career and everything I've ever done and everything I've ever built up, the answer is sitting on that phone. I just have to look at it. I think I, I could answer it like this. Yeah. A good friend of mine, Tzvi Weil, one of the leaders of Flappa Shomrim, he was in the pen business, like these very upscale, high-end pens. And he had a whole business proposal and it was working and he was doing very well. He was on Oprah with his pens and he had that path that was laid out for him. In his mind, he was taking that path and that's where he was going to be successful. And he tells me that he was on the way to Mincha on Tishbab when he got communication phone call that the entire operation has ended and no longer is that path open to him. It's completely closed and goodbye. He said he made a U-turn and he sat on his steps outside his house and he had no idea what he was going to do or go from there. I'm saying this with his permission. He says now, actually it's also a while back, he said he is so thankful that that path closed he is so thankful that that phone call was received because what he ended up doing after that was so much better. That's a person that I grew up with since I'm married. That's a person who I, who I speak to all the time. It's a real guy. And that's just so powerful that here I said his name, I said what he was doing, all, all legit. And that's just so powerful because like I said, if he wanted to take that path, which he did, if that would have worked out, he wouldn't have what he has now, which he loves and is so much better for him. So it shows that it's maybe, maybe easy for me to say this, but whatever is on your phone now, just know Gamma it's all for the best. Either way. Either way, if it's what you wanted, you should have a lot of success for it and it should be the best of the best. And if for some reason it's different than what you thought, it should also be, of course, for the best, and it should be for greater things, for more enjoyable things, whether it's something that, whether this road was going to take you into somewhere where you wouldn't have the joy that you really want to day to day, whether it be so time consuming, or whether you just have something else that's waiting for you, that it, just consider that one story that it applies, and we see it all the time. I think we even see it to ourselves. It's powerful and it's personal. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Label. This is special. This and other episodes are available on our YouTube channel, on your favorite podcast platform, and on our website, tyhnation.com.